Please pray with me. It's me. It's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. We are hungry, hungry, Lord, hungry for word. Speak through your messenger, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. It is no exaggeration to say that this is a Christmas like no other. I have no need to make a list to highlight the truth of this declaration because each of us have our own list and the lists are long and emotionally exhausting. When pondered too long, our list can bring us to the point of tears. In so many ways, we are longing for peace. It really is a Christmas like no other. When we sit with the gravity of all that is going on in the world currently, we are able from the depths of our being cry, Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy on us. The cry of the ancient church wells up in us, and we say, Kyrie eleison. It is the simple cry of mercy for us from the Greek liturgy, from the Greek service of worship of the early church. The 2020 Pastor Gary version of that ancient prayer is simply this. Help, help, help. On this second of the four Sundays of Advent, we need to know that help is on the way. Each Sunday of Advent points the way to the birth of the Prince of Peace, Jesus. We have two Sundays to go, and then Christmas evening, and the angels declare in Luke's gospel, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to all those whom his favor rests. Hold on. Stay tuned. We're not to that great announcement yet, but I promise you, Christmas is coming. I offer for our consideration again today the scripture from Matthew's gospel as paraphrased by Clarence Jordan, a southern farmer and New Testament scholar with a PhD in biblical Greek. Jordan was the founder of Koinonia Farms, an interracial farming community near America's Georgia in 1942. He hoped his cotton patch version of the New Testament would strip away the fancy language and give the modern reader the same sense of participation in the scripture that the early Christians had. I invite you to hear that text now. The beginning of Jesus the leader was like this. While his mama, Mary, was engaged to Joseph, but before they had relations, she was made pregnant by the Holy Spirit. 
Since Joseph, her fiancé, was a considerate man and didn't want to make a public scene, a public scandal, he decided to quickly break up with her. As he was wondering about the whole situation, a messenger from the Lord came to him in a dream and said, Joe Davidson, don't be ashamed to marry Mary because the Holy Spirit has made her pregnant. Now she'll give birth to a boy who you'll name Jesus because he will deliver his nation from their errors. The whole event was the completion of what the Lord had said through the prophet. Listen, a young lady will get pregnant and give birth to a boy, and they'll name him God is with us. Amen. We can only imagine what Joseph must have felt as he got the news that his fiance was pregnant. They were they were already by religious tradition bound to each other, and there was no easy way out. There was no easy answer to the problem, and denial was not an option. This is not how he imagined his life. Something terribly had gone wrong. The world was turned upside down. His peace was gone. Maybe you can relate to peace being gone. A host of feelings, very strong feelings, must have emerged in him. Anger, betrayal, resentment, disappointment, bitterness, fear, anxiety, and maybe even dread. He must have wondered what others would think when they found out. He must have wondered if Mary really was the person he thought she was and he would share a future with one day. He must have wondered if Mary could be trusted. Doubt must have been a constant companion. I suspect that Joseph must have felt cornered and trapped and unable to see his way out. There was no denying the fact that Mary was pregnant. We know so little about Joseph. He appears briefly in the Bible, in Matthew and in Luke, and then almost disappears from the storyline. But his role model, he is a role model of faith that is important and essential. Our text today gives us a glimpse as to the character of the man. We discovered that he was a just man, a good man, a righteous man. He is engaged to Mary, but not married. And he finds out that Mary is pregnant, and he doesn't even have access to a DNA test to prove the parentage of the child. He just knows that it's not his baby. The text doesn't tell us how he found out she was pregnant. Did Mary tell him or did someone else tell him? It is an unanswered piece of the story. But we should know that by Jewish tradition, an engagement was a lasting agreement which could, not be, which could be broken only by divorce. And if the bride was unfaithful, then it was considered adultery, and she could even be put to death according to the law. But Joseph was a righteous man, and so he intended to put Mary away 
privately. Joseph was stressing out, and regarding the best way to handle the situation, he was coming up with a plan. He, like you and I, was prone to stress and making plans. I suggest he didn't, I suspect he didn't realize that in the timeline of eternity, help was on the way. He could not imagine the circumstances and of the dilemma he was in was in the divine plan of life because fear gripped him. I wonder if he was able to pray the sacred Hebrew scripture in Psalm 83 and 6, have mercy on me, Lord, for I call on you all day long. In order to find peace, Joseph had to confront his fear. Denial was not an option. He could not retreat and hide out and fabricate a new reality. Fact, not fiction. Fact, not fiction. He could not act as though his fiance, his wife, his beloved was pregnant. He had to confront his fear. Hmm. This is where God stepped in. God sent a messenger. Notice I said messenger and not angel because the translation of the Greek can be translated either way, and it depends on the context. And I don't want to let us off the hook. God sent a messenger or an angel to confront him. And the angel messenger simply said very clearly, do not be afraid. How often we find the phrase, do not be afraid, in the Bible is interesting to me. It is found more than 365 times, one for every day of the year. It is a repetitive theme, and I wonder why. It is because I believe we tend fundamentally to be afraid. We do not like to admit it, but we are. Allow me to call the roll if you are afraid, because you are in good company. Abram was afraid when God called him to do something new and move a long way. Hagar was afraid for her child as she was on the run, but God said, do not be afraid. Moses got a big job to do, did not feel equipped or adequate, but God said, don't be afraid. When Elijah was hiding out in a cave, the word came to him, do not be afraid. Gideon called to do spectacular things for God, was afraid, but the word said, do not be afraid. Daniel was afraid. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was afraid. The disciples of Jesus Christ were afraid. So, we are in good company when we are afraid. We are like the character, much afraid. The shepherdess in the classic Christian book, Hinds Feet on High Places, the sheep, the chief shepherdess employs her and offers through the course of the book a journey where she has two companions, sorrow and suffering. 
sorrow and suffering must have been with Joseph. They were his companions too as he was trying to figure out what to do. An angel of the Lord appeared and said, Do not be afraid. Take Mary home as a wife. The child is from the Holy Spirit. And after he is born, name him Jesus, which means the Lord saves. Finally, the child will save his people from their sins. That's a lot to swallow and digest in a moment. Do not be afraid. Take Mary as your wife. The child is from the Holy Spirit. Name him Jesus, which means the Lord saves. This child will save his people from their sins. In the language of an old black and white science fiction television show, that does not compute. But before I move on, I want to insert a freebie. Do not pass up on the opportunity to be the angel messenger of peace for someone who is afraid. It is, I believe, a requirement during this season. There are so many people who are afraid. Maybe all of us are a little bit afraid, and we stand in need of a messenger, an angel, a friend to come along beside us and remind us to not be afraid. Joseph had to move beyond his feelings, but the story isn't just about Joseph. In order to find peace, Joseph had to confront his fear and move beyond it. He decided to not be immobilized by fear. He decided to gather up his courage and not be afraid. He decided to take action. He decided to do something. I wonder, had Joseph memorized Hebrew scripture as a boy? In this moment, I, I wonder if he leaned into the truth and the promise found in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Surely he'd heard the words in synagogue worship. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. In order to find peace, Joseph had to rest from his labor. I believe rest is an indicator of the sovereignty of God. That simply means that when we rest, we acknowledge that God is in control and that we are not. Advent. This time and approach to Christmas invites us to a time of rest. How busy are you right now? I'll leave that alone and keep moving. Rest is an indicator that we are not in control. Rest is restorative. I have discovered in my sometimes fearful places of this season that sleep a rest 
strengthens our immune systems. Sleep strengthens us physically and spiritually. And I'm all about strengthening my immune system right now. So the truth is I'm sleeping a lot more, but I need it. In order to find peace, Joseph had to trust God completely. You know, trust is earned. Trust is one of those non-negotiables. Trust is a matter of fact. You either know that you know that you know that you know that you trust someone or you trust God or you don't. How is it that we come to this place of trust in God? Because God has a track record in our lives. There's a story between you and God and me and God, and there's a trust built in that. My brothers and sisters, this sort of trust is born in relationship. It is born in relationship with God. For folk like us, it is born in relationship with Jesus Christ. Just maybe Joseph might sing, I am a friend of God. Friendship is a sign of relationship. Are we friends of God? I remember, I remembered recently a song I used to love to sing and love to play and even hear on the radio back in the 1980s. Maybe some of you can go that far back with me. There was a pop rock group by the name of Mr. Mister. I shared the song with Pastor Jacob a few months ago because in the refrain of the song that was often played on the radio and it hit the top charts was an indication of a deep and abiding trust in God. The refrain went like this. Kyrie eleison. Remember, Lord have mercy. Down the road that I must travel. Kyrie eleison through the darkness of the night. Kyrie eleison where I'm going you will follow. Kyrie eleison on the highway in the light. You see, God goes with us down the road. God is with us in the darkness of the night. God is with us when we're going. He will follow. God is with us. He is the highway and the light. Joseph heard Emmanuel, God with us. I ask you today, are you willing Are we willing to follow the example of Joseph as we seek peace during the Christmas like no other? Will we confront our fear? Will we confront our fear and move beyond it? Are you willing to rest 
from toil and labor and be still for just a moment? Are we willing to trust God? There may still be a little bit of doubt out there as to your ability or our ability to follow the example of Joseph as a model for finding peace, then I'll point you to another biblical character. His name is Jacob. He struggled with peace. You can read about him in Genesis chapter 32. He was on the run from past behavior. He was struggling personally, and by the intervention of God, he found himself wrestling, struggling with a messenger, with an angel, with a man. And in the midst of the struggle, Jacob decided not to give up. In the midst of the struggle, he was determined that the struggle would not get the very best of him. And in that story where we find Jacob struggling, he finally says to the angel and he says to the messenger, he says to the man who he is in mortal combat with, I will not let you go until you bless me. I say to you, it's a Christmas like no other. There's stuff going on on every side, and our list is long, and it can exhaust us emotionally. But in a Christmas like no other, God still offers peace. Peace that passes every understanding. So I say to you today, be encouraged by your faith. And know that help is on the way.